This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. Coach's Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. I'm so excited to have Kate Dykes today. Kate is the wife of Sonny Dykes' head football coach for SMU. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh my goodness, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm excited about it. Now walk me through your road to Dallas. Sunny and I, when we first started dating, when we first were married, we were at Texas Tech. I, it's both of our alma maters, and he was coaching there with under Mike Leach. And then we got married in July, and that December, we actually, so we were only married at Texas Tech one season, and we went to the University of Arizona under Mike Duke, and were the offensive coordinator there for three years and had a total ball. We had a great staff, lots of fun. And then he got his first head coaching job in Reston, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, which will always have a super special place in my heart. And then from there, we went to the University of California, Berkeley, which is a great experience for our family. And then we were let go at Cal. And so in the interim year, we went to TCU. Uh, which was a real blessing. Gary and Kelsey are dear friends of ours, and it was just a great year for our family, and Gary was amazing, and let Sonny, um, his role was an analyst, but it was it was really good for Sonny. It was good for our family. It was a great stop, and then now we're at SMU. Now, this is Coach Dykes, as you mentioned, third head coaching position, first at Louisiana Tech, California, now SMU. What's it about Coach Dykes that catches the eye of recruits and earns him the respect of administrations? I mean, you know, I'm partial, obviously. (laughs) I think the thing about Sonny is he's a guy that what you see is what you get. Um, He comes by naturally from a sweet daddy. So there's just not a lot of fluff. He's going to be really honest. He's a fantastic husband. He's an even better dad. He loves the Lord. You know, morals matter. Things like that matter. Graduating players, you know things to that degree really matter to him. And I think in today's world, that's a really good thing and sometimes not around as much as we maybe would all like it. So I think from a recruit standpoint, recruits parents and administration, I think they know he's certainly not perfect, but he's going to try his hardest to always do things the right way. And if he happens to mess up, he's going to own up to it and try to learn from it and, Um, You know, just always run it the way it should be run, the program. What they've always said through the years, you know, is that they just see that in him. And so that's why they love him. That's why I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a native Texan? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Where did you grow up? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So my dad's a coach. So we lived in Midland my first half of my life. My two older brothers. So my oldest brother would say Midland, Texas, West Texas is home. And then we moved to Wichita Falls when I was going into the fifth grade. So for me, Wichita Falls is home. 
mm-hmm. North Texas. So we're actually only two hours from my parents, which is amazing. That's very amazing. Now, I guess uh, I'll talk about this more later, but did you envision yourself one day as the head coach's wife at SMU? No, <laughs> I didn't really ever envision myself as a head coach's wife. The SMU thing is interesting because, well, I'll answer this in two parts. I always thought I'd be in sports somehow, some way, just because my dad's a coach, I was an athlete, my brothers were athletes, and so I just always thought, well, that's a natural transition for me. Maybe I would work in athletics, maybe I would be a coach. Like, I just kind of always thought my life would go on the trajectory of sports. I don't know that I saw myself as a head coach's wife, but Sunny has wanted the SMU job for a long time because he just always, you know, Dallas is his home recruiting base for the last 25 years. He had this connection with Dallas. And so for him, when the SMU job opened, I mean, I knew instantly it was a job he wanted. Mm. We didn't even have to have a conversation because he had wanted it before. Mm -hmm. So when it came this time, I thought, okay, we're going to pray for this. We're going to just get on our hands and knees and ask the Lord to, you know, help guide us there because I knew he wanted it. Now, how did you meet Sonny Dykes? Okay, this is kind of a funny story. <laughs> kind of goes along with my wanting to do sports. So I was a student at Texas Tech, and I wanted to be a sideline reporter. This was when Aaron Andrews was first yes. coming on the scene and was a big deal. So I worked for our sports information department and um, did, like, you know, articles in the programs, worked on football weekends. When we had a TV crew come in, you know, I just kind of did whatever job I needed to do. And I was out at practice taking an interview. And my boss later told me, you'll never believe this. Sunny Dice asked me for your number. And I had to tell him, well, I can't give it to you. She's 19. <laughs> um, so I was a student. Well, our families knew each other because his dad was a coach and my dad was a coach. And we all lived in Midland at the same time. Oh, wow. So... Our families knew each other, but there's a 12-year age gap between Sunny and I. Mm -hmm. So our paths hadn't technically crossed. So I finished school, and Sunny and I ran into each other. I finished Texas Tech, and he said, hey, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, I really want to get into maybe being a sideline reporter or just getting on at, like, you know, Fox Sports Southwest. This is when that was a big deal, or ESPN. And he said, oh, awesome. I've got some connections. Why don't you call me, and I'll help you. And we just started dating. And we, I mean, it was one of those things. It was just so natural. He was helping me with getting a job. And we just really kind of hit it off. And I took a job, moved to Houston. And so the first part of our relationship was all on the phone. Really? And which was amazing because he was, at the time, he was 34, had never been married. And for a 34-year-old man or male, and this profession to spend time on the phone with someone is kind of rare. Yes, for I, sure. I mean, it was amazing because our relationship was really the beginning just based on us mm-hmm. as individuals and growing and learning. And then I moved back to Lubbock and we got married shortly after. So kind of a funny story, but it was all to help me find a job. Wow. Isn't that funny? And you got a different job in the process. <laughs> I got a different job in the process. <laughs> <laughs> so how many children do you have? Names, ages? We have three children. Our oldest is Allie, and she will be 11, actually, in September. 
Then we have our middle daughter. Her name is Charlie, and she turned eight in the spring. And then our little firecracker that finishes the family is Daniel, and he will be three in October. So oh, soon wow. enough, we'll be 11, eight, and three. Oh, wow. So you he's got three mom. moms. Busy, busy. Good busy, but very busy. Yes, you're in that sports phase. They're playing sports or music or something like that. You're in that just driving every night thing, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yes. And our oldest is a dancer, which is a whole nother level of driving. So we're busy, busy. Now, you played basketball in high school. Is that right? I did volleyball, basketball, and track. Wow. Are your, are your children looking like they want to do the same type of thing, your girls? You know, it's interesting. Our oldest is a phenomenal ballerina. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of her first. She's a very heavy into dance, but she is a heck of a softball player. Really? And so Sonny actually played college baseball, not college football. So it's a real treat for him because it's actually something he can kind of coach her in. Mm-hmm. So she is really good at softball. And then our middle daughter, I think, is going to probably be the one that she does cheer and dance right now. But she, she last year did her first full season of basketball, and she's a total stud. So I think she might go kind of more the sports route. Mm-hmm. Isn't it and fun? And then Daniel's see crazy. So yeah. yeah. Oh, he's probably going to be all over it for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably tackling all the sisters. That's what my three. Oh, he already does. Yes. Yeah, oh, complete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just knocking them over all the time. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep, absolutely. All right. So I want to ask you some head coaching wife questions. Uh, okay. Do you mind? All right. I'm gonna put oh, you not at all. Here. Come on. All right. So when you watch media days, you know, in the summertime, do you get nervous at all? I mean, those days are just brutal or they're just one full day of just blasting with any type of question do you watch it do you get nervous or do you just like hey he's got it or a combination of all um I think it's kind of dependent on different times in our life I think early on I used to think oh my goodness you know what if they ask him a question he's not ready or um and I used to watch it uh, and I still do actually I usually go with him this year I didn't get to go just because of our, our kiddos are busy but I think at this point, I just know he's going to be fine. If I watch, it's really just to watch to kind of see how our players do. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to watch them in that atmosphere because some of them, it's their first time to be on like a big stage where they're getting asked a lot of questions. And so almost more like a proud mom moment. I kind of watch for the kids more. But yes, there were certainly times where I was nervous or you would think, oh my goodness, what if, like, what if they take something out of context or what if it's not what he meant? But I think at this point, I'm like, you know, they've got it. They know what they're doing just to kind of, so now if I watch, it's just really to watch and enjoy. How many ticket requests do you get each week? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Now that we're in Texas, I I didn't necessarily have as many in California, but I have a lot here, which is a good problem. Right, right. Because we're close to family and friends, but like next weekend, I've got, let's see, two, four, six. I have eight people staying in our house alone. Oh, my goodness. So we we have full houses on football weekends, and we love it. We just feel so grateful because all three of our kids are born in a different state. Allie was born in Arizona. Charlie was born in Louisiana. Daniel was born in California. So our kids have never lived with family. 
mm. ever. And so this is like a thrill of a lifetime for them. Um, you know, today I'm actually leaving to go on a away game and my mom's coming in to watch the game with the kids tomorrow. And so they're happy, you know, their little lives are full because they have a lot of people close to love on them. And so they're good. They're happy. Lots of ticket requests. What's a home game look like for you? Do you get to the stadium pretty early? Do you have certain tailgates you try to hit or have just your own? Or what's that look like for you? You know, we're really lucky. We're three blocks to the stadium. Which your is houses? Amazing. Oh, yes. Oh, wonderful. So it is. I mean, this has been the biggest blessing maybe of, of all. Mm-hmm. Because we see sunny all the time and we can get up there. So because of that, my game day routine is so much simpler than what it's been in the past. We, I try to always do certain things in the boxes of our boosters or the suites, maybe that it's already in their pregame. And then I'll always go by and say, hi, we're really lucky because our, our boosters that are at SMU are friends. They're wonderful, dear friends of ours now. And they've just been so inclusive for Sunny and I and, really taken us on as a part of their, you know, kind of SMU family very quickly. So at this point, I feel like I'm just going to see friends, but I do try to go by, especially before kickoff. And we had a coach's life tailgate this year on the boulevard at SMU, which if you've never done tailgating at SMU, it's on par with like Ole Miss. I mean, it's amazing. Wow. Um, And we actually have our own tailgate in the middle of the boulevard, which will be a lot of fun because this will be a statistic you'll kind of lose your breath over. We have 46 kids on our staff. Coaching oh, my kids. goodness. Oh, yes. So it is like an elementary school, which is <laughs> totally amazing. Our kids, I mean, it's the most fun they've ever had in their whole life because there's oh, just kids yeah. more. Um, and so last year we thought, oh, we'll just tailgate at my house. We'll all walk over. Well, it's, there's not enough room for kids. So we're doing a tailgate this year, and that way they can – run around and have fun and hang out and throw footballs and so it's going to be a lot of fun oh that's incredible what a neat experience I know I mean imagine they're alive 20 years now they look back and that was their childhood that's special oh it's amazing we're really really lucky you mentioned you're traveling away today. Of course, sometimes I, I record these podcasts and release them later, but today is your travel yes. day. Um, you guys are going to Arkansas State. Do you get to go to a lot of the away games? You know what I do? And we are so, I go to every single one. Okay. And I did, a, there were some years, I mean, in all of his head coaching stops, I've gone to all of them, except for, I have two season babies and then one that was in the spring. The years I had the kids in the season, I didn't, but I really try to go to all of them unless there's something for our kids that I can't miss. And we're lucky because we have the most amazing babysitter on the entire planet. And her dad was our defensive line coach at Louisiana Tech. So she's a coach's kid. Oh, perfect. And she is an angel. Her dad's name is Stan Egan. He still coaches. He's at New Mexico and her name is Paige and she's amazing because it, she makes it very easy for me to go and our, you know, she's like an extension of me and the kids love her and she's a coach's kid. So she gets it. 
Mm. So if it weren't for Paige, I wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, that's neat to have your support system for sure. Another coach's wife thing is following recruiting. Do you get into all the recruiting aspects? I mean, do you stress out until they get signed or do you like the recruiting part of it? You know what? I am super involved in recruiting. Um, We do almost all of our recruiting at our house. So I am really involved and you know, it does. So I just get really invested. And I think that's probably the hardest part for a coach's wife or a coach is you just spend all this time and you get completely invested in a kid mm-hmm. and you don't get mad if they don't come, but you kind of get a little heartbroken. You know, you think, you Oh man, I got invested with him or maybe his parents or a guardian or brother. And, um, so I think sometimes that's the biggest letdown. It's not mm-hmm. getting mad. You just think, oh man, what a bummer, you know, mm-hmm. but I do. And, and I try to get involved just to help support our, our coaches and our staff and, and all of our, I will say this, all of our coaches wives at SMU are amazing. They really all pull their weight when it comes to recruiting, which is so helpful, that you is know, helpful. and that's not always the case, but they're amazing. That's a big deal. So, I'm telling you when the is whole staff is all on board and the wives are doing the, from top to bottom they're helping with it. That's how you turn programs. That's how you continue success. It's like, it's everybody. Cause you can't do it. Yeah. Well, you know, no, you, you can't, have... you can't. So any fun trips that you get to take as a head coach's wife, you guys have maybe like a Nike trip or anything fun that you get to go do with part of your job. Yes, absolutely. When we were at Cal, we did the Nike trip, which was amazing. It was the most fun five days. I think it was five days, four or five days ever. It was a real treat. We actually found out we were pregnant with our youngest on the Nike trip. Ah! Um, I know, which is fun. I'll never forget it. And But we still, still do some trips. So every year we go to Phoenix. They have, head coaches have meetings and they do a little weekend where everyone brings their wives and it's super fun because you, you know, get to meet people. We just lost a coach's wife, Wendy Anderson, who is a dear friend. And that's where I met her. And that's mm. where we became friends. Um, was in phoenix sitting by a pool one day so that's the neat thing that comes out of being able to do that and then we do a golf trip every year Mm -hmm. in pebble beach with some coaches at the end of may and that's a real treat like that's where i became really good friends with kelsey patterson and so those opportunities are really nice because otherwise you only get to know them when you're playing them Mm -hmm. which is not you know the fun thing of this business but there's just so many amazing women that fill the role of any coach's wife regardless of your, you know, the structure of your, like where you fall on the ladder of, of where your husband's coaching, but mm-hmm. coaches wives are super resilient. They're amazing women. And so whenever you get to be around them, it's a real treat. You know, I think for any coach's wife. Now, do you work outside the home? I have before. I don't right now. My job is being a mom there you go. and being a head coach's wife. <laughs> That's right. But, um, but I have before and I, and I really love it. Sunny, and I are, you know, I try to spend a lot of time right now helping with different causes. So mm-hmm. try to tackle that. I'm really involved in my kids' schools. I'm on the PTAs and, you know, room parent, doing anything like that, taking kind of this season of my life where I'm not working and taking advantage of that, being what around you, as much as I can. What do you find most rewarding? Those moments with your children and their areas of interest? Oh, for sure. You know, I think for me, the most rewarding time, it's kind of weird, but when I get to put my kids to bed at night, Mm -hmm. you know, I think my oldest, who's almost 11 and she thinks, oh, you know, she'll say, can you just snuggle with me? 
Mm. And you think, okay, this right here, this moment, I know will be fleeting. When she's 16, I hope and pray she still wants me to snuggle with her. But you think, okay, I've done my job. You mm. know, mm. They, they need my love. They feel my love. And so I think for me, sometimes it's just that, you know, just the end of the day, being able to, you know, be home and be present and that I have the opportunity to do that with my kids is a big deal. I know that in this industry, there's ups and downs, you know, no one's had a perfect, easy road in this business. What do you think has been the toughest adversity that you guys have faced as a coaching couple? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? Oh, for sure. That's easy. It was definitely when we were at Cal, it was a fantastic school and it was a great opportunity. It was hard though, because we were a little fish out of the water and, and not that anyone treated us that way. We just kind of were, um, Mm. and it was tricky. It was really hard. And, you know, there were several things that kind of happened along our journey there. And, but I think the hardest adversity we faced was getting fired because I think, you know, in this business, it can happen and more than likely will happen, but how do you face it? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think too, we didn't see it coming. And so I wasn't, I'm a, I'm a planner. (laughs) Right. So I think if I'd have known it was coming, I'd have prepped myself. And I remember looking at Sunny the night, it was a Sunday and this is totally God, but my mom was supposed to fly back to Texas on Saturday and we changed her flight to Monday because she was helping me get up Christmas decorations and so, I mean, Dana was three months old, oh, my wow. baby. And so she was there, but it happened on a Sunday and she was there with me, which is 100% God. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at Sonny that night and he said, I just don't want to let our kids down. Mm-hmm. And I said, honey, what we're giving them is going to be a gift because what they're saying is they're two parents who love each other like crazy are going through the hardest thing that can happen in your professional life, honestly, your personal life at the time, because we all want to be successful. And when that kind of is taken away from you or basically saying you weren't successful, that's hard to swallow. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see that we're going to lean on each other. We're going to lean into the Lord and, and it's not going to define us. We're just going to put one foot in front of the other. We're going to keep moving and marching and, and we're going to be okay Hmm. because we have each other and we have our family. And so one week later I had my house packed, moved, staged and sold. And we were already on a flight to Texas. Wow. Wow. And we just never looked back and we have never, our kids still love Northern California and the university of Cal. I've taken the kids back to visit friends because we're, you know, we would never talk bad about it. It is what it is. We learned a lot. We are a lot better, or I am a head coach's wife because of my time there. Um, but it was hard. It was a hard, just, I think for anyone, when that happens, it's hard um, to kind of transition through that, especially with kids. Oh yeah. But we're, I'm grateful we did, you know, I mean, it was a part of our journey. And we needed to go through it and certainly grateful we did now that I'm on the other side. Do mm. you think that experience has changed you at all? 100%. Mm. 
In what way? I just think you learn to be, you know, first of all, that not, you just have to learn to be where your feet are. You know, just be planted where your feet are and know that it's never going to be easy. It's not always going to be exactly how you want it. But aren't we all so lucky to have what we have and be where we are? And, you know, the whole point of being in this business is to really help shape young men. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter if you're in Louisiana, if you're in Arizona, if you're in Lubbock, Texas, if you're in Berkeley, if you're in Dallas. I mean, I think that's really the role of a coach and a head coach's wife is to be invested enough where when your players leave, they think, wow, they really help form me or shape me or change me. And that doesn't matter where you are, where you do it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think for Sunny and I, you know, it, it opens your eyes to, you know, just being grateful and not that we weren't, we were, but I just think it emphasizes that, you know, just, just be thankful for where you are and what you have. I just think we've learned that, you know, you have to wake up every day and know it's never going to be easy all the time and that you just have to put one foot in front of the other and, just be grateful for where you are and what you have and who you're surrounded by and, and just try to do your best, you know, and, and keep in the back of your mind every day while you're doing the job that we're supposed to do, which is yes, to win football games. Of course, we, if you're a coach's life, you know, that matters. And obviously we didn't win as many as we needed to in Cal, but you know, there was a bigger, there's always a bigger reason why you're doing this job. And to not forget that, even when the pressures get high, just to always remember why you're doing the job in the first place. I read where your dad was a football coach too. You mentioned it earlier, growing up as a coach's kid, your grandfather was a high school football coach. Sonny was a coach's son. Your dad and grand, I think your grandfather went to four state titles in the state of Texas. I don't know if I have all my stats correct. Am I correct on some of this? You are correct. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. He was a, if you're from the state of Texas, you, if you say, oh, what's your maiden name, Golding? They'll say, oh, are you Joe Golding's granddaughter? So he was kind of a legendary football coach in his era. And then my dad, who's also Joe Golding, we're not very creative. He, (laughs) um, he's a high school coach. And then my oldest brother, who's Joe Golding. (laughs) He is a head, he's a division one head basketball coach. So I'm going to toot his horn. He's amazing. He, um, he played at Abilene Christian and he coached a bunch of different spots and he went back and took over their program when they were division two and he transitioned them to division one, which is near impossible to do and survive as a coach. And he took them to the big tournament last year. Nice. So yeah, he's amazing and he's doing such a fantastic job and, um, my sister-in-law is amazing, but so I come from a long line of coaches. We always laugh. I have one brother in the middle, Jeffrey, and we say, well, I think he might be the only smart one because he's not in coaching, <laughs> but, um, but you know, we're, it's a long line of coaches. So it's been fun that I still get to do it. Now, what did you learn growing up as a kid in this business that you kind of pull on when you go through the moments that you just talked about leaving Cal and coming to Dallas, I mean, do you pull from some of the things you learned growing up in this whole industry? Is this being a part of your family's culture? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I mean, I think being a coach's kid is tricky. Um, 
you share your dad with a lot of other people. Um, whether you're, like I said, my dad was a high school coach, but it doesn't matter what level. That's hard sometimes when you just want your dad for you. Um, and then, so I think it's good that I can empathize with the kids and say, listen, I've been there. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Your dad's doing wonderful things. Um, you know, I think the hardest part for coaches' kids or in this business that I pull on is the moving. That's hard on kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I only had to move once, so that which is kind of rare. My dad had two long stays at each school. But my sister-in-law, Sunny's sister, and Sunny, they moved a million times. So she's insanely helpful in that department. And, like, when we moved to Dallas, our oldest, Allie, who was nine, this was her fifth place to live. Mm. Wow. Which is hard on a kid. Mm-hmm. But we've, you know, BB's always told me, and I just, I really believe this in my heart, that it's a gift that we are giving our children. It might not always feel that way to them in the moment, but I preach to the kids all the time, you know, what you have is a gift because there's going to be a day, which it could be two years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now, you know, you're going to walk into a room and when you need it most to have the confidence and the courage and the bravery to walk in there and you don't know anybody or maybe it's a big presentation, you're going to excel because you have all this in your back pocket. You're, I mean, our, my kids are so much braver than I ever was at their age. Um, and, you know, for them, I think two females, sometimes, you know, we're self-conscious or we're harder on ourselves and I watch our girls walk into a classroom that they know nobody and they're so confident. And, mm-hmm. and, to, and there's times even as a mom that I'm envious of that, you know, I think, golly, they are just magnificent kids to be so resilient. But if it were not for the gift of coaching, they would not probably have that. So it's not always easy, but I do pull on that for them as you have been given such a gift And there will be a multitude of times in your life where you look back and you think, thank goodness I have this, or I went through that, or, you know, because I think they'll pull on it forever. That right there, that's powerful. Those words right there, to how to encourage your kids, how to speak this to them, that they're going to pull from this later, that they're going to already have that. They're going to wear that. They're going to walk differently because of this. I love it. I'm, I'm sitting here writing down your words. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I do think they are. They're really resilient, great kids, you know, when you, and they love their dads, you know, let's mm-hmm. face it. It's hard when people criticize your dad and sometimes, but that's a part of it. And they just become tough little cookies. You know, coaches' kids are pretty awesome. They are awesome. And you are there. You're a coach's kid, so you fit in that (laughs) This is your 10th year as a head coach's wife. What advice would you give a first-year head coach's wife? Oh, you know, just breathe. It is, you know, I think when you, your first head coaching job, you all of a sudden, once it happens and you're in the role, you think, oh my goodness, I need to take everything I've ever learned from every different program. I've got to implement it all. You know, how do I do this? How do I be the best head coach's wife to the other coaches? How do I support my husband? And looking back, you think, oh goodness, just breathe. It will all happen. 
you'll figure out what suits your role and your school because every school is different. Mm-hmm. Um, every program is different. So maybe what's worked at one program won't necessarily work, you know, at another. Um, so learning to just take a step back and take a deep breath, be easy on yourself. You'll figure it out. You'll figure out what works and what your routine needs to be. Um, and just have confidence. You know, I always tell Sunny, and I think this goes with his co- head coach's wife, you're not there by luck. You've earned your spot to be a head coach. You know, if, he, if there were ever a time where he got down on himself, and I think that goes with any coach, you know. Yes, it all helps if we get lucky every now and then, but, you know, you're, you're there because you've earned it. And you've worked really hard to get where you are. And that's because you've done the right thing and you've paid the price along the way. And I think the same is for a head coach's wife. You know, be confident and be proud of where you are because you've earned it. And, um, you know, to, to do your very best. And I think, you know, I always tell people, I just need you to know, Becca Latrell actually and I talk about this a lot. If they know where your heart is, like my heart is that I want everyone to feel included that I love the Lord and I pray every day for every single person on our team, every player, every coach, every wife, every child. And if they know where your heart is, they're easier. Like they'll give you a break if you don't do it right, Mm -hmm. you know, and they'll know that you're trying your best because there's times where we're on a big group text and it's hard sometimes. Like if there's changes to say, Oh gosh, I forgot to add them. And I just am always honest and say, I am so sorry. It's totally my fault. You should have been on there and I'll add you. But I think just when they know you and they know where your heart is, they'll let you off the hook when it's not perfect. Mm. If you're walking your life with grace, they give you grace back. That's exactly right. You've been a backbone to a highly successful coach. What are some things you think you've tried to do, tried to focus on that you believe has contributed to the success that he's had in his career in your lives as a family? That's kind of a tricky question. It's hard to kind of. I know it's bragging, but you got to tell Yeah, it is. You know, I think. Give me some takeaways. We don't come here. I want to give me something. Exactly. this has been a process for me and I've kind of had to learn to do it. So I certainly didn't do a great right out of the shoot, but you know, I've tried to, when he comes home, our life isn't about football. You know, when he walks in the door, we kind of shelf football a little bit unless he brings it up because he just wants to be a dad or he just wants to be a husband to me. I mean, we laugh. I'm like, he just wants his back scratched. You know, he don't want to talk about practice all day or, he just wants to come and be with our family. So I, and his sister told me that very early on. She said, you know, your house is your little sanctuary mm-hmm. and you need to really work hard to keep it that way. And if he wants to talk football, he'll bring it up. But otherwise you, when that, when you're inside that home as a family, just let it be about your family because every other hour of his day is football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've tried really hard to do that. I'm not always perfect because I'm nosy, but <laughs> I, I've tried to do that. And then I think another thing that's helped us a lot, I try to be super present there at, you know, coaches, like our kids are at every practice when they can be, you know, I try to be present at the office where people really know me. They know our family. 
And I think that helps a little bit because, again, they kind of know where my heart is and they know Sonny in a light other than he's just my head coach. Mm -hmm. They see him as a dad. They see him as a husband. And I think the same goes with coaches. Coaches are going to have bad days. But I think when giving them the opportunity to have a glimpse into Sonny as in every role of his life, they let him off the hook some. You know, it's like, like you were saying, if you show them grace, they'll show you grace. And I think that has been really helpful. And I I certainly didn't do it for that matter. I did it because I want to be around them and I want to be around the program. But I think it has helped tremendously because when you just know someone from a full view, people buy in more, people are more willing to buy into your ideas or your program. And I think it helps. I do too. So if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about this life we live, what would that be? I don't know. This is going to be kind of a lame answer. Okay. I don't know that I would. I mean, I wish I, the one magic wand, I mean, I think you probably naturally think as a coach's wife, it's like, you know, you wish everyone understood that it's not all like the expectation of winning sometimes can get out of hand and that there's, there's greater work going on than, and we all want to win. I always tell people, listen, I can assure you, no one wants to win more than me, right. you know, on a Saturday, but I, I don't know that I would. I mean, I think it's all a part of the process, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that you'd be where you need to be if you changed anything. Do you guys have any traditions after wins? Oh, Sunny's really fun about this. So after a win, all the coaches kids can go in the locker room, uh-huh. which is, like the most fun ever because you know players are singing the fight song and they're so excited and I mean for my kids that's like their favorite memory ever um especially being girls because they don't go to the locker room ever so to get to go after a win is a super big deal so that's probably the funnest thing for them what are some things you enjoy doing for the other wives on your staff Ooh, I love celebrating them um anything I can really I like to do you know, we do Bible study at our house, but I, I love doing anything, whether it's just a little fun gift here or there, or any way I can kind of celebrate them is really fun for me because they give up a, a lot of their time with the guy that they love and share him with a bunch of people. So anytime I can do something fun for them is a real treat for me. Like for Christmas last year, where we live in Dallas, it's the most beautiful area for Christmas lights. So we rented a ton of horse-drawn carriages and we had a big Christmas party for kids and PJs at my house and everyone did carriage rides together with their kids and hot chocolate and I mean stuff like that. Wow that is fun. I know we have fun. That's a lot of fun. That's incredible. Now do you have a coach's wife mentor out there? For me and we kind of really connected a little bit after Louisiana Tech but Susan Neuheisel is probably who I would consider my coach's wife mentor. Hmm. Rick Newhouse's wife, she's amazing. And um, yeah, she's just really so sweet and kind. And she's been through a lot of different circumstances. So really knowledgeable and just kind of lets you take the pressure off yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. But she's amazing. She is really special and just has this kind demeanor that when you're around her, you think, okay, I'm going to, I can do this. Mm Mm-hmm. What are some things that you do for the players to let them know they mean a lot to you and coach? Let's see. We do a cookie night once a week. And we started that when we were at Arizona. Well, I didn't 
we didn't start it. Mike and Nicole Stoops at the time did Cookie Night, and um, we've done it everywhere we've been since. So all the wives make homemade goods, and we bring them, and so the kids get a home-baked good every week, and we have family night supper with our players. Um, and then, you know, we, I mean, we're around our kids, our players, as much as we can. We have a prayer box in the locker room for them. Um, and I think just being present, mm-hmm. you know, where when they walk up to me, I know their name. I hopefully know where they're from. I can have a conversation with them about their mom or their dad or their brother. And I think that matters, or I try. I don't know if it matters, but I certainly try. It definitely matters. So you, you're sitting there memorizing a roster every year. I hear it. Oh, That's yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You are all involved. That's perfect. <laughs> so how do you guys stay connected? in the season? Do you have a date night or a lunch date or anything you try to do? Well, now it's so much easier because we're so close to the stadium where I can, like our youngest son's school is at our church, which is across the street from the practice field. So it's easy because we can kind of whip over. But Thursday nights, we try to make like a date night or a family night where we, you know, kind of make Thursday night kind of more of our family or date night. Okay, I'm hearing you're volunteering at school, you're involved in church, you're all in on the football program. Do you have any downtime to yourself? Do you have anything you enjoy doing when not doing all the other tasks that you handle? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) But if I do, I try to work out or I probably should read. I really enjoy reading and I always have a million excuses why I don't read, but I don't really have that much time to read. Um, But I could, I'm sure. But not a ton of downtime right now, but I will. And then I'll miss that I don't have downtime. I know. You're in that really, really busy season right now. Okay. What are the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? Oh, you know, I think when you get to take a program along and you look back and you think, okay, this is where it was when we got here and look at what we've done and look at these players. And, you know, when you can really do something where you take it full circle, I think that's absolutely the most rewarding. You ready for some rapid fire questions? I'm ready. What is the last book you've read? Maybe it's a Paw Patrol book to your child. <laughs> I know, right? I actually did read Where the Crawdads Sing. It was on it. Reese Witherspoon's book list. It was awesome. You should totally read it. Okay. Coach surprises you. Walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Ooh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, Okay. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house. Maybe it's in our closet. Maybe it's an item because I don't think it's anything you wear because you're like Miss Trendsetter. I see you on Instagram. Okay, so what's the ugliest thing you own? Well, here's what's funny. I'm actually not. I'm the worst. So I would say refer to Becca Latrell on that because she's my <laughs> personal seller. <laughs> she would probably tell you some shoes. <laughs> I've got some things that probably need to be thrown away. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Okay, this is going to be lame, but I would say my mother-in-law and she has family, but she's deceased, but she was a coach's wife. Mm. And she would really, truly be who I'd want to sit and say, okay, am I doing this right? You know, for me, I know I'm not supposed to say family member, but that would be it. That kind of made me cry. That's Mm. precious. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Well, we need some new shows. I'd welcome any ideas, but we did binge watch Mad Men, mm-hmm. True Detective, kind of like that genre of shows, but we're 
We're looking for a new one. Okay. If not, we watch like RV Kings on HGTV. All the RVs you can buy. We want to, we want RV as a family. Okay. We just started that idea as well. I want to go on a vacation with an RV. I might change my mind. Oh, we did it. You've done it? We did it. We've done it. I was pregnant with Daniel. Oh, wow. Was it it fun? It was amazing. It's our kid's favorite trip we've ever taken. Yeah. I need to do this. Yep. You got to do it. I would love to go where the cell phones don't work. Oh, yes. It was amazing. It was awesome. You lock your keys in your car. Your husband's at practice. Who's the first person you would call? Probably Paige, our babysitter. Because she has a car seat in her car, so I'd say, okay, come get us. (laughs) (laughs) If your husband wasn't a coach, what would he be? A pilot. A pilot? What makes you say that? He wanted to go play. He was going to be a quarterback at the Air Force Academy, but he couldn't pass eye exam to be a pilot. Mm. It'd be pretty fun. Okay. So, that, so then you play baseball. What sport can you beat Coach Dykes in? Ooh, I can beat him in a game of horse. Nice. I know. Cool. It's the cool. only thing I've ever beat him in. Usually I'm cocky about tennis and he kills me, or, but I've beat him in horse before. Love it. If your family had a theme song, what would it be? Oh, the kids and I, we always sing. It's by Lauren Daigle or Daigle. I don't know if I pronounced her name right, but it's Look Up Child. Mm-hmm. It's good our stuff. favorite. That's good. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Two of me for bedtime. Because <laughs> I feel like our bedtime routine lasts like three hours, which I love it. But I'm like, oh, goodness. So two of me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We need some climbing. You know? That's exactly right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate, for joining us. Just open your heart and just pouring out so much wisdom. I really appreciate it. This has been so much fun. Well, you're amazing. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Coach's Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Life podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.